Good morning, folks. Welcome to another edition of the Morning Glory Sessions. So yesterday, I was talking about um, the guy that messaged me, asking me about, he didn't just say he didn't want to hear the psychologist yet, he just wanted to train. And I went a bit deep into psychologist yet. Well, today I actually want to talk about how to train. If you're a guy in his 40s, beyond, and you're stuck at home without the availability of a gym. That is a big problem for a lot of people because for the vast majority of people, a lot of people are getting into the home training and realizing how effective it can be. But for a lot of people, there's still this mindset that you need a gym and that you need to have all the equipment around us. And in fact, a lot of people, well, some people just enjoy it. That's natural. It's just, you know, some people like lifting heavy shit and barbells are required for that on the most part. But the reality is if you're a guy in his 40s and 50s, you probably... Strength training is important, but you're probably just wanting to, as I say, build a bit, lose a bit, get a bit, build more muscle, lose more fat, get more sex. That's really what you want from your training. You want to build a bit of muscle, you want to lose some more fat, and you want the the results of that to end up the missus fancying you and having sex with you because that is what you always wanted. The problem is when you get turned up to the gym, there's so much shit that you use and you're, you you just don't know what to do. And a lot of trainers don't know what to do properly either. And it turns out that we think, we, we start conditioning ourselves to believe in that we need the barbells and we need all this equipment, we need all the, the machinery, we need the cardio equipment to get ourselves in shape. The reality is we don't need half that stuff. We, in my, my own wee gym out there, I've got a pull-up bar, um, set of gymnastic rings and a selection of kettlebells. Now I'm lucky I've got a selection of kettlebells because I own load of them. But... In truth, I've used maybe three or four kettlebells this last year. 24, 26, um, 28 and 32. Actually, I'm lying. For a couple of, for a wee while, I was using up to a 40. But for the majority, the vast majority of my training is focusing on the 24 to the 32 kilo kettlebell, set of gymnastic rings and a pull-up bar. And that's it. And the reality is, if you want to build yourself um, a lean, strong, functional body, well, you don't need the big heavy barbells. In fact, I would I would argue for a lot of guys, the barbell isn't the best option. Now, this is a personal preference, and of course, there's going to be guys out there screaming at me and their powerlifter heads or their bodybuilders or their Olympic lifters. And for them, yes, 100%, they do need the barbell. But if you're just a normal dude and you just want to improve your life a bit and you want to be able to play with the kids, your, your own body is probably your best option. You know, You've got to look at yourself and ask yourself, where are your weaknesses? I was discussing yesterday about the client in the gym who was obsessed with HIIT training, even though he's obese and even though he, he couldn't move properly. And I was always trying to convince him to um, to listen to me, basically pay, listen to the advice he was paying for and follow the plan. And he wouldn't. He never would because it, in his head, the only way he could lose this weight was by going to hit, do, doing loads and loads of HIIT sessions but the reality was he was still eating three lamb bars a day and his relationship with food was the reason why he was not in a good place. And he was never he was never going to lose the weight. And in fact, he kept on getting injured. And this is the problem. HIIT training, while yes, it does produce results in the short term, is not a long-term solution for most people's problems, especially when we're older. You've got to understand, I keep on telling you this, and if you've listened to me before, you'll hear it, you've heard this before, the... When you're training, you're stressing your body. You're planning more stress in your body. And in today's climate, where there's so much stress, chronic stress, about the last thing we need is to apply more stress on your body on a constant basis. That high level of stress, what it results in is injury. 
or you losing motivation. And it's basically your body's way of start making you stop. So you'll either get injured or your nervous system will turn, will just you'll start losing motivation and you won't find that drive to train. Your body needs a rest. Your body's telling you you need to listen. For me, I I try to get guys to understand that for training's a feeling. If you feel good about yourself, you're going to be more inclined to do the work required to get yourself into the shape you want to be in. And one of the best ways you can feel good about yourself is to stretch your body, mobilize. That's why yoga has become so popular, Pilates and just mobility drills. It's becoming a very popular way of training. The reality is it's a fantastic way to train, especially maybe, well, you should be doing mobility every day, but the high intensity stuff, the stuff that you think you need, the stuff that the gyms, um, most of the gyms, you know, push the message on because it looks sexy and it, it, people and I believe and that's what it is and they're going to, they know they're going to get the clients from it. That is not the way to train. That's, it's a short, it's, it's part of a training. If you imagine training blocks, like you've got the warm-up block, you've got the, the strength block, you've got the hypertrophy block and you've got the, the conditioning block. The conditioning block should be maybe 10, 12 minutes, max three times a week. That's, that's maximum in my opinion. This is my personal opinion. Um, the problem is most gyms, the circuit type training, the circuit classes you see, the, the go hard or go home type training, that's the that takes the main bulk of people's training. And it does produce results. Of course it does because you're busting your bollocks, but it's not sustainable. Um, when you're training in your 40s and 50s especially, your mindset's probably different. You're, you're no longer thinking about the six-pack. You might want it, but you, you're probably not in that position where you actually believe you can get it. So we train this hit training like continuously and we end up getting ourselves fucked up. You need to put mobility into your training. That's that should be uh like they shouldn't be it's non-negotiable for everyone. The minute you start the um focus mobility to your training, you're gonna start feeling better. Your body's gonna feel free, you're not gonna be walking in pain. I've doing I'm doing a lot of focus mobility at the moment and I'm feeling a hell of a lot better. So because I'm feeling a lot dogs laughing everything up her because i'm feeling a lot better i'm more motivated and because i'm more motivated i've suddenly found my dad changing anyone knows i've went sort of 90 95 vegetarian this last nearly four weeks now and i feel fantastic about it but that was because i started mobility and i started feeling better i was out of pain secondly walk walk like a motherfucker because walking is we're built to walk we're the only primate on the planet with an ass and if you're, if you're training, you know how to wall about the ass these days because it's all it's all a focus. Your our asses allow us to stand upright and allow us to walk long distances. We evolved because we could follow the herds. We when the herds moved on, we had to pack our bags up, put shit in our backs, and follow it and walk. Walking is one of the greatest ways to lose weight. And why is it so good? Because it's not really that that, that that hard on our body. We can do it every single day. We can do it for a couple of hours if we want, and it's not going to kill us now. I'm doing probably about six to nine meds a day with a dog. And for, for, I've really upped my walking so hard recently. And for a while there, it was hurting my hip a wee bit. But I backed off the pace, backed off the distance and slowly, slowly built it up again. And I'm walking, no problem. And it's going to be the same for you. Anyone who starts out, if you're carrying a lot of weight, you know, it's going to be a struggle to start, obviously. But it's going to affect your fat burning zone because you're not going to be walking that fast. Excuse me, and if you're not walking that fast, you're going to be in a fat burning zone, which is exactly what you want to be doing. You want to be losing weight. Then, on top of that, you want to add in maybe three days of resistance training. Now, what's resistance training? 
barbell, cowbell, body bell, uh, miss bells, whatever you think. I'll go back to this, what we're saying about the barbell. Because we're being conditioned in the gym to want to lift heavy weights, to hit PRs, you know, Instagram is full of um, PTs constantly pushing up their clients' PRs numbers. And while it looks great, and yes, it is motivational for the guy doing it and the girl doing it, and it does make you feel great, chasing the numbers is taking your mindset off the actual goal. If you're if you're starting to focus on, I want to get, let's say, average number, 200 kilo deadlift, and you're at 150, and you're just focusing on 200 kilo, 200 kilo, 200 kilo, what you find is a lot of the arrested training falls to the wayside, and the actual reason for why, why you started training is forgotten about as you chase these numbers. And if you chase these numbers, you start forgetting about the injury factor, you start forgetting about recovery rates, you start forgetting about all the other factors you might be doing for training, and that leads to injury. For me personally, I don't believe any guy or any woman, for instance, women walking, watching, I don't believe you need any more than a couple of kettlebells, a set of gymnastic rings, and a pull-up bar. If you have got that in your house, you have got a fully equipped gym. And I know kettlebells are expensive at the moment. I'm going to get my coffee. Don't worry, I'm cold. But like I said, I've been using the same weight of kettlebells for the last year, longer now. And because I'm doing that, I'm doing it repetition. This is the other thing I've noticed. Um, the Zoom sessions we do, I had to really strip down the programming because I had lent the members a kettlebell. So they've only got one kettlebell. Some have got a couple because they own their own. But to the vast majority of guys and girls, they've got one single kettlebell and they've got their body weight. So that meant I had to design programs that are going to be very repetition, very full of repetition, the same exercises over and over and over again. But because of that, they're getting the great results. They're starting to get stronger than they've ever been. Now, there's a couple of them pulling out, coming out with injuries, and that's sort of repetition injuries. That's my problem. I'm and I, I've noticed that, and I'm addressing that, and we're getting them. We're doing our deload week. I sort of forgot about deload week. I don't know why, but my bad. Um, so come, we got niggles, and I have to say, I'm now pulling it back. And there's another point of training you got to understand. You can't training is never linear. John, how's it going, mate? Training is not linear. You can't go like this the whole time. And I think that's what people get focused on. They they start feeling de deflated because. You'll reach a point where your nervous system is just going to go, no, fuck you, I can't lift this weight anymore, and it's going to stop you lifting it. There has to be a structure in your training program, um, undulating, you call it, or a wave cycle where you go up a bit and you drop back, then you go up a bit and you drop back, you go up a bit and you drop back, and that drop back is a deload, and that deload is allowing your body to recover. You can still lift the weights, you can still do the movements, but you're doing it with less frequency, less volume. When you're designing, actually, I won't go in the program. I'll go in the program more day. But basically, you cannot allow you you can't expect your body to just continually allow you to lift more and more and more and more and more weight and get stronger, 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 stronger without placing proper protocols in place to allow your body to recover. Because especially as we get older, recovery is the most important part of the training. We seem to think that the lifting the weights because it's the sexy part, because it's the bit that we believe. It's, it's um causing us to build. That's what we want to do. The reality is when you're lifting weights, you're damaging your muscles. You're basically tearing the muscle fibers and then those muscle fibers get damaged, they rip and the new muscle fibers knit together and they become stronger and then that allows you to lift more weight. But that happens during recovery and the recovery period is crucial. That's why when we don't sleep properly, the, the most of our recovery happens when we sleep. And that's why eight hours sleep is crucial for you to be able to build your body properly. And that is why so many guys are struggling because the reality is 
we spend too much time on the computers, we spend too much time on our phones, then we go to bed and we're late, we're watching Netflix, Ben's watching it, we go to bed maybe two hours after we should have, and we've been on TV, we've been on our phones, and now, what don't we talk about? We ain't, go away, <laughs> go have some brown sauce. And um, because we because we are, aren't allowing our body to recover, that we're then applying more stress, and this accumulation of stress is building up more and more and more, and then we end up getting injured. A simple kettlebell routine. For me, I'm, I'm biased. I love kettlebells. You know, everyone who knows me knows I love kettlebells. But the kettlebell is such a great tool for training at home. It allows you to do so much. If you've got a kettlebell that you can press, you can then swing it, you can clean it, you can snatch it, you can press it, you can do Turkish get-ups, you can do windmills, you can do bent press, you can do carries. There's there's just a multitude of exercises you can do. And what I'm what I always try to tell guys is your goal is to build a bit, lose a bit, get a bit. Build more muscle, lose more fat, get more sex. Just because you're not getting the gym doesn't mean you can't build your body to a position that is going to look better and feel better and move better. In fact, the kettlebell is a great tool for that. Secondly, gymnastic rings. If you've got a set of gymnastic rings, you have got an upper body gym better than anything you can buy in any gym. The, I, when I trained with Ivy Portal for a weekend, as, as one of his coach was, the gymnastic rings are the asshole of training partners. And they're right because when you're on a set of gymnastic rings, the instability factor, like you, if I'm on parallettes, near the floor, I can hold myself upright. And that stability created from the bars allows me to stay upright. But the rings, because it's moving and free moving, it's going to find your weakest point and it's going to bring you there and it's going to force you to stay in that place and learn to focus on and teach you to focus on the weakest part of the movement. And this is the this is the, probably the crucial part of training. We, we stay within our comfort zones in everything we do naturally. So if, if I'm doing a bench press, if, I, if I'm good at bench pressing, I will always focus on bench pressing. I'm shit at squats. I'll probably avoid doing squats. I am shit at squats. So I do avoid squats. I was always a deadlifter, so I love deadlifting. And you'll always find that you're going to gravitate towards the exercises you enjoy the most. And you're also probably going to stay in the in the ranges that you enjoy and that you enjoy the most. And you, we all remember this. And like I was in the life center. And bench presses would do this wee movement, and you'll see young kids, and they, they, they pile on as much weight as possible, but the range of movement they're doing is this this much. So they're getting strong in that range of movement, but that means as soon as they drop the range of movement to here, they're weak, and as a injury happens, they pull it down a wee bit too low, bang, they have no ability to do that because they haven't pushed their nervous system to um, accept that weight as a non-threat because they have never put it into that range. And this is where you've got to go understand. You've got to make sure that your rep range is crucial. Now you'll hear bodybuilders saying the, uh, that you know you, the muscle needs to stay under tension, and it does. You need to have sort of tension on your muscles at all time to to build the muscle. But when you're training in your 40s, 50s, it's not all about muscle. It's about tendon strength, ligament strength. It's about muscle strength. It's about um, elongation of the muscle. It's, it's moving the muscle to its full range. And unless we're doing that, we're never going to get the full range. We're never going to get our full strength. And then you're going to end up up. Another good example would be pull-ups. How many is do pull-ups and start here? And it's like this range, but you never go to this point here. And then when they, they come into the gym and I say, right, get to here, and they're like, let me, let me sweat patch there. Like, and they can't get there. They can't do it because they've never trained it. But yet when they get to here, they can rep out 10 pull-ups because they're training that, mu that muscle in that rep range. And there's an, ex an example I'm giving you is probably most you will understand. You need to be focusing on full range of movement. You need to be focusing on full body movements 
So the bigger the bang for buck muscle or the exercise you can do, the better because it's going to shorten your training time. It's going to allow you to um, spend less time in the training zone and more time in the recovery zone. And it's going to produce the results. So I would always say kettlebell. Kettlebell snatch. If you can do a kettlebell snatch, I would choose the kettlebell snatch over the kettlebell swing. Why? Because it's more range of movement. It's going to hit more muscles. It's going to have more bang for buck. Um, if you've got one kettlebell rather than goblet squat, once you've got the hang of goblet squats, I would do offset squats. Why? Because offset squats are overhead squats because that's going to create more of a range of movement. That's going to create more, uh, not range of movement, sorry. It's going to create more um, muscles to be involved. Here, like this, means the weight's offset. means your core's got to work harder than the weight's centralized. If it's above your head, you've got shoulder stability factors coming in and you've got the offset position, so you're having to really control the muscle. And all these small movements are equating to you having a better workout over time. Hanging. Hanging is one of the most underutilized and one of the most effective ways of increasing strength, grip strength, which is a great correlation to life expectancy, as well as shoulder mobility, shoulder girdle mobility, and stretching out the lats. And if you ever notice, guys, lots of guys have got tight lats here and they can't get their arms above their head. Hanging is one way to do that, starting to. But you don't start, by the way, if you're if you're really overweight and you haven't moved well, keep your feet in the floor and drop down, keep the pressure through the legs or else you'll screw yourself up. So it's very simple to build um, a good program for the home, tra- home gym, as long as you accept that you might have limited equipment, but the, the goal is not when you're home training for the most guys, it's not about building yourself up massively, it's about improving the quality of life. And again, the last thing is obviously your body. Your body is always there for you, it's always with you, and you can always get it. You can always use it no matter where you're at. In fact, anyone will be plugged here for myself. If you just want uh, if you want a, a four-week program for free, jump onto my Instagram page or jump onto my Linktree link and there's a four-week crawl-based bodyweight program that will get you in shape 100%. It's going to hit the core. It's going to hit every muscle in your body. And you'll find it. It's very easy to implement because it's all bodyweight training and it's going to allow you to just do something. And that's the key, like I said, everyone about training. The key is to do something as often as possible, Do you know. So if you if you can commit yourself to three days a week, and you can be consistent with three days a week, you're going to get massive results over fifty two weeks. And that you've got to think trainings long term. It's not about because we're being conditioned to think like six week programs, twelve week programs, twenty eight day challenge, all these type of things. They're great for starting you, but you've got to understand that that is all you're doing. You're starting. That's your starting point. It's not about. It's not about like you know. Oh, once I get six weeks, I'm finished. Your training should be your mindset towards training should be about this is now part of my life for the rest of my life for the stable future. I'm always going to do three days a week, I'm always going to walk seven days a week, I'm always going to try to eat uh, 80% good and 20% by myself the treats. You get into that sort of mindset, that zone, and it's inevitable, it's absolutely inevitable that you are going to get the results. It, it's impossible, you can't. Because you're just, as long as you're progressively adding the weight and progressively increasing the difficulty of movements, and that will happen naturally as you as you start improving. But you need to understand that it's it's a long game here. It's a, it's a life-changing game, not just a six-week program or a 12-week program to get yourself a photograph for to put on Facebook to get likes. That is not what training's about. Unfortunately, that's what training's become, but it's not what it's about. And when you start accepting this and you start realizing that you're not competing against some 25-year-old kid who's just fucking put his ripped ad photograph up. It's not about that. Remember, those guys who are in those photographs, that, that's, a, that's a very temporary position to be in. You're talking like a single day. And to get to that point, you've got to deprive yourself of so much. 
And guys, guys our age, um, we don't want that. You might think you want it because that's what Instagram has told us, but the reality is we don't fucking want that. No one wants that because it's it's hell. It's miserable. Bodybuilders on stage are not happy. They're miserable. They've been going through hell and their body's going to bounce back and they're going to be really feeling shit about themselves because they've deprived themselves of so much nutrition, so much fluids. And yeah, they look good, but what's the point of looking good if you don't feel good? If you don't feel good, you're not going to be motivated to keep going. They've got a purpose. They've got a focus. And it's completely different to 99% of the world's population's focus for training. So you need to figure these things out. I know everyone says this, but it seems to be that no matter what people say logically, emotionally, we, we react emotionally because we see the Facebook photographs and we, we see the Instagram pictures and we think to ourselves, geez, their lives look amazing because of that. And look at the look at the way they look and look how they feel and look at their, their projecting on the screen. It makes us believe that that is what you need, even though logically we know it's not. And the minute you can drop that bullshit story and you can just focus on yourself and focus on your weaknesses, you're going to start finding yourself feeling better. For most guys, in my experience, our weaknesses are our diet and our mobility. The strength training is not a problem because lifting heavy shit for most guys is something fun, something sexy, and it's something that we enjoy doing. The mobility side of things, it's boring, isn't it? Well, for not, not for a lot of people, but for, for me, it's, it's a chore. I still am in that position where it's, a, where it's a chore, but I also understand when I do it, I feel so much better. And then lastly, I suppose, meditation. Meditation, go back to mindset. If you can add 15 minutes of meditation in your workout into your programming every day, you're going to feel a lot better about yourself. You're going to find yourself more motivated to do these things. And by being more motivated, you're going to find yourself easier to be consistent. By being more consistent, you're going to find yourself getting the results you're after. So listen, that's us done today. Another weekend coming up. Hope you all have a good one. And I'll see you on Monday.